And so he brought me and my roommate um, a tray of the heart, the heart-shaped tray cookies. Wait, are you telling the story right now? Yeah. Well, we haven't started yet. Well, you got to keep it moving. It's fresh on the brain. everyone, welcome back to the Create Industry Podcast, the show that brings you insights and techniques from people in the creative world. We serve to help fellow creatives connect, learn, and grow. I'm Jason Evans, sitting alongside Kyler Clapp. How's it going, Kyler? Oh, it's going great. Wow, that was a great amount of excitement. Was really? Yeah, I felt it. Yeah, good. I hope good you, vibes. you felt it too, listener. Um, once again, we got no Kyle. We finally kicked him off. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, full disclosure, Kyle was scheduled to be on this episode and we had a miscommunication as to the location of the recording and uh, I take full responsibility for that. So he's currently in Egypt. Yes. With the pyramids because we told him. We were going to talk about pyramids. And so all I can tell him is we're not reimbursing his expenses. We're on a budget. We're on a very tight budget, a budget of zero dollars. So it's a good budget, like many church creative budgets. I'm just picturing Kyle with like a, a like a towel on, mm-hmm. like a, one of the headdresses and he's like Indiana Jonesing through the desert. Riding a camel? Yeah. I could see that. Gets to a pyramid and he's like, what, we're not here? <laughs> That's what I picture. Yeah, anyways. he had to turn on his international phone plan just to text. I'm like, hey, I'm ready when you are. It's coming out of his pocket, not That's ours. That's right. That is right. No reimbursements. Well, Kyler, you were telling me off air as we uh, dive into this episode that uh, you had a little mishap. Yeah. So my friend, Stephen, we call him Vegan Stephen because he's a vegan. He works at Chick-fil-A and he's one of the higher up managers. And so for Valentine's Day, he brought me and my roommate um, cookies and the little heart-shaped tin trays like they do on Valentine's. And man, those cookies are so good. And I brought it to work yesterday and I left it in my office somewhere to save for today. And before I came in here, I was like, man, I'd like a cookie. And I have somehow lost it. So you can't find it? No, I don't know where it's at. Did you hide it? I feel like I would have done that to myself, but then I, I don't know. I don't know where it's at. How do you lose a cookie? That's, that's a good question. I mean, and it was still in the package. Yeah. Well, Ziploc baggie. It was in a Ziploc baggie. Yeah. With okay. my dark chocolate covered raisins. And those are missing also. Also. Huh. I mean, it is possible the the cleaning lady picked it up, right? I mean. Not that she would take it to eat it. but Well, no, she, she would have, throw it away. She probably yeah. thought, who left a cookie in a sack on the floor? Yeah. I would. I probably left it on the floor. Hmm. That's a mystery. Yeah, we'll never know, probably. Unless you find it. Unless it's in my backpack. Did you look there? Nope. Oh, so this whole story may be for nothing. Yeah, probably (laughs) it's in my backpack. Oh, great. Do you want to go look? I mean, it's in my car. Oh, in your car. Well, we don't have time for that. No, we don't. Um, Well, Kyler, uh, this last, uh, just over a week ago, we had our first Create Workshop of the year. Yes, we did. It was was a great time, and it was our design workshop. And let me just tell you, Kyler, uh, our speakers, we had four speakers, uh, Dustin Coble, Greg Vinterholm, Josh Lauder, and Mike Watson. 
and uh, they knocked it out of the park. Legends. They they are legends, and um, we've been putting on events for a long time. We've had a lot of great speakers, and and even in in just working with our day job, we we work with some like really renowned speakers. And let me tell you, these four. They stuck to their topics and they spoke exactly what we were hoping they would speak. So uh, kudos to those guys. They are legends. And uh, we had a great turnout and we hope that, that if you were there that you found it worthwhile. Yeah. Um, we hope you found it uh, to be useful. And, and like I mentioned, uh, I'm, I'm just a big proponent of if you can go home with one tangible thing that will help mm-hmm. you do your craft better, yep. then that's a success. That is success. So I hope you found that one tangible thing. And uh, before we get too far uh, in, in with our guest, I will say our next workshop will be May 16th. And uh, it will be a communications workshop. We'll have registration. Well, you can already buy a ticket now, but we'll have information as far as speakers and location very, very soon. So go ahead and put that on your calendar if you are in the church communication business. Yeah. I think you zoned out just for a second. Yeah, I just didn't. Yeah, I wasn't anticipating the next move. Hmm. Well, the next move, Kyler, is to introduce our guest. We have a special guest today for our 99th episode. 99! 99, almost to 100. (laughs) Today we are joined by Mike Tospin, who's the technical director at Lawton First Assembly in Lawton, Oklahoma. And uh, we have a great conversation. He takes us through his journey from a local rap artist to being a studio tech and then ultimately ending up in the church production world. So uh, we talk about uh, how their creative team operates, some some uh, resources that will help you train volunteers. And uh, we also talk about the relationship between the sound engineer and the worship team. So that's a big one. Yeah, it's it's big and, and it's definitely unique to every location. Yeah. But uh, Mike really shares some some ideas of how to build those relationships. And uh, so here it is. Let's just get to it. Here's our interview with Mike Tospit. Well, Mike, thank you so much for joining the Creation Podcast. We love having you on. And uh, just to get people started, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and, and what you do? Um, I am the technical director here at Lawton First Assembly. Um, I've been here for about coming up on four years in June, um, and uh, it's been a great experience down here. Um, this church is uh, uh, really, uh, it's a large church for Lawton area. It's the largest church in Lawton, and uh, it's uh, got a lot of AV in the world, and so my job is to manage all that and also build volunteers and on all areas of audio, video, everything here pretty much. Um, so that's that's my deal. So well, that's awesome, and I, I definitely want to talk about the community of Lawton in a you know here in a moment because I think you guys are uh, you're in a unique play like s- situation. Yeah. You mentioned being the largest church in town, but uh, it's a really cool story. But before we get to that, let's talk about how you got started in the creative and technical world. Um, yeah, what did that look like for you? Well. Um, when I've grown up in church all my life doing music, I'm a musician. My dad, uh, dad was a musician and kind of just picked it up from him playing drums and, uh, doing all kinds of stuff like that. One of the little secrets we could talk about is, uh, that I rap. I've been rapping since I was nine years old. I, I definitely want to talk about that. I, I'm, uh, um, 
getting ready to be 40. Uh, so I've been rapping for a long time. And uh, back in the day, that that was kind of my passion. And we were pursuing it. Me and I had a, a couple other fellows that we had a group called Set Apart. And we uh, were trying to make it in the big world, you know. And we, uh, we, had, we actually had some pretty awesome moments. And then um, – when I graduated from high school, I kind of didn't, I kind of was floating around. I went to master's commission, was trying to figure out what I really wanted to do. And when I met my wife, um, she, you know, she was kind of, uh, putting the fire under me to get, get my life together and try and figure out like, you can't pursue this rap thing for the yeah. rest of your life if it's not going to take off. And so, um, started looking into different things and, uh, looked into audio engineering and there, uh, there was a school in Kansas city that offered an amazing program. And, uh, so I, uh, uh, enrolled in that and I fell in love. I was like, wow, this is, this is something that I could do. Um, originally it was to do studio work. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't thinking about church world at all. Um, and so, um, that's what I pursued when I got out of, when I got out of school, um, tried to get jobs in the studio world, uh, is really hard. Um, people think, Oh, if I get my degree, I can just get right in there. And that's not the case. And so, um, most of the places didn't, even want to give me a, a shot. So I said, well, okay, I'm going to do it myself. And so, um, started my own home studio and started recording all the, all the connections that I had with the music world of, you know, working with all these guys in Kansas city and regionally, um, I was able to build up a client base. Okay. And so, um, that took off. And then after like about, I think about a year, the studios that weren't wanting to hire me started calling me and I got this job with this place called Chapman Recordings, which was the largest recording studio there in, in Kansas City. And I worked there for uh, about four years, got to work on all this awesome gear, million dollar equipment, SSL, um, I mean, just everything. U87 mics, uh, they had the Beatles mics, they had everything. It was yeah. it was awesome. It was a legit It was like, a legit recording. place, yeah. Okay. But uh, with that comes the sex, drugs, rock and roll. So, you know, I was working with a lot of, lot of uh, gangster rap and a lot of that stuff, which I loved because I was able, I felt like a lot of people were like, how can you be in that environment? And I felt like it was an awesome opportunity for me to plant seeds. And there, there's a lot of relationships that I have with some of those guys now that they still see me as, man, that guy, he really lived what he said he mm -hmm. was. He wasn't just, you know, he wasn't just a fake Christian. He was, he was real. And so there was a lot of awesome things, but over time that started wearing on me. Yeah. Um, I was volunteering as a drummer, uh, at my church and coming in, I'd go, I'd work. I'd, my schedule at the studio was seven o'clock at night to seven in the morning. And that could be on a Saturday night. So I'd come in to church at seven in the morning and play, probably fall asleep on the drums. You know yeah. I mean? It was just crazy. But um, there was there was some issues with their sound, and I was having a lot of I was having frustrations being in the band, um, and the sound not being the way I wanted it to be in my mind. You know, yeah. and uh, the, the pastor had preached one message. He said, you know, if um, if if there's something that you feel that's in your heart that's bothering you, instead of complaining about it. Why don't you be a solution and, and try and be a help? And so what I ended up doing was I, uh, I I quit playing drums and I joined the the sound team as a volunteer under the guys that the guy that was running it, which was totally crazy because I mean I'd already been doing audio, so I was yeah. going under him. But um, it was an awesome experience because then I was able to help him. And then when he trained, he ended up leaving, and so the church was like 
would you consider working for us? And I was like, I don't think so. You know, I don't know if this is what I'll have to pray about that. And, uh, so we worked it out and, uh, I ended up working for the church and, uh, started falling in love with that. It was like, Oh, it's a whole new, yeah. whole new gamut of things, you know, uh, working with sound and, uh, lighting and video. And it was like, wow, this whole new deal for me. So that's how I started. So. Well, that's, that's awesome. And can you place that year wise? What about what year? Uh, 2010 was when I started there. 2010. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> So uh, I want to kind of try to connect a lot of those dots yeah. and, and kind of talk about maybe the things you didn't realize then. But so like when you went to school for engineering and when you set up your own studio, like in the back of your mind had that dream of you guys like as a rap artist and your, your group, was that still there? And you thought, well, this will be a way we can self-produce. And yes. Self Matter of fact, <laughs> anytime a student in school, anytime a student did not show up for their, cause I ended up becoming an intern at the school. Anytime a student didn't show up for their studio session, uh, I was in there recording my album. <laughs> so I was trying to make me go, go. And there, there was a certain point, um, even, even after um, after I graduated that I was still doing that. And it was kind of a place where you had to figure out, okay, what God, where do you want me to be? And that was a real hard, it was almost like a funeral process for me because it was a passion of mine. It still is a passion. I still, I still do it as a hobby, but realizing that this is not the road that I need to go. There's another road and I need to figure that out. Um, I've got a family. I've mm -hmm. got to take care of them and provide. That was, that was a really, uh, that was a challenging time. And I, I always said it was like a funeral process because I was putting that, that vision to death and saying, okay, I'm going to find a new passion. Yeah. And so that's, that's but then, and it took time. It didn't just, no, it's not over. Go away. No, no. It's, it's still there till, yeah, it's still <laughs> to this day. Like I'm, I'm talking about putting out something by the time I'm 40. So it's like uh, putting a new album out yeah. before I'm 40. You know, it's, it's well, in my head. We'll see. Well, and I, you know, I think that's great. Like, you know, there are times when the, the dreams are maybe the things you thought you were, you were born to do like, you know, life just changes and there's nothing wrong with that. But yeah. at the same time, I think it's okay for that dream to still, be inside a little bit, yeah. you know, there's still yeah. be something to, because I'm sure you found out that, that even today and, and working in Kansas city, working here a lot, and there are ways you could bring that, that dream to life through other creative means. That's you know? correct. That's correct. That is correct. And we've done that here and at my old church. Uh, uh, I've done a lot of rapping with choirs and all kinds of fun things here, even here doing, we've done some videos with me rapping. And yeah. so it's been, it's been fun. And pastor Don, he, he tells everybody I'm the, the rapping staff member or stuff like that. You know, it's real fun. <laughs> the rapping staff member. Yeah. Um, well, you know, so you've, you've come to a place where you oversee more than audio, you know, the mm -hmm. lighting, the video and, and all that. Would you say that like, is audio still kind of your, your home? Audio is my home. Okay. Um, Lighting, uh, lighting is something I've just had to pick up. Um, I actually uh, am trying to learn even more. I know the basics of DMX and that kind of stuff, but I definitely, I'm not as, uh, I'm not as visual as I am with my, ear. I'm more visual in my ears than I am with my, with my eyes. I kind of know where I want to go, but I, I, I like to have other creative people yeah. work with me and try and empower them. And hopefully we can get there to the end goal. But uh, I definitely, yeah. Audio is my strength, my big strength. So. Okay. Well, I, I wanted to, to ask that because over the, over time, you, you go to school, obviously, there are probably a lot of people listening like, well, you know, the only training I've had on the audio console is Sunday mornings, Yeah. <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. um, so you, you've been given that a little bit of uh, that ability to dive into 
the more the technical aspect. But with that in mind, you know, how have you developed your craft over the years? Because it's not only what you can learn, you know, through a textbook or through a class. Oh, yeah. I'm constantly I can tell you um, when I started really getting a passion for it, uh, it started uh, uh, with uh, uh, Church on the Move. They had their seeds conferences and I would go mm-hmm. to those and they even had this seed you thing that was like a special Friday and Saturday deal. It was different than Seeds Conference where it was just basically Andrew Stone, um, the director there at the time, uh, just pouring out all of what they do. And those kinds of things, uh, going to NAM, going to um, just watching things on, on, on the internet now, you can watch uh, the Mix You uh, mm-hmm. things. They have tons yeah. of tons of quality um, things. It, that's what keeps me uh, keeps me sharp and also just thinking, okay, there's – different ways to do this than how I've always done it and always trying new things and stuff like that. So. Well, okay. So, so with that in mind, you, you mentioned mix you, you mentioned going to NAM, which is a you know, giant trade show and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Um, when you're working, like you guys have scheduled rehearsal days mm-hmm. here at the church. So like when you're, when you're working during rehearsals, how are you, are you finding ways to challenge yourself and do something different like yeah um, i'm constantly thinking of different things um sometimes you can get you can get you you can find yourself getting in a in a uh just a circle where you're kind of going through the same motions yeah and you just uh because things can get so you've got other things that you're having to manage at the same time but i'm i'm with with that that is something that i'm like right now i'm thinking about our uh, broadcast mix like that's what we're thinking about right now like how can I make that even better than what it is and um, can we try different things to uh, to uh, with the with the resources that we have to make it better yeah um, you know also a uh, band uh, our relationship uh, my band relationship with this band is totally different than most tech directors get the chance to do um, I'm kind of like the music director too I kind of um, so like I'm I'm when I'm mixing, I'm actually they're they're asking me for input on what they're playing. You okay. know? So I'm hearing things and I'm kind of almost producing out there. So that's a big difference than a lot of places. A lot of places, you know, you have an MD on stage and that person and the the the, the sound engineer, he's just mixing back mm-hmm. there. So, so we've been kind of wrestling around with that. Eventually, you know, we'd like to get a music director that's on the stage that does that. So then I could kind of lay back on that. But then, you know, it's just there's just a lot of different things that I'm doing. So, well, well through that uh, question that just popped into mind or have you learned anything like, you know, sometimes there's this like stereotypical wall between the band and the sound man or yeah. sound person, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you, because, because of that role, you've been able to, to definitely eliminate, uh, have you learned, what have you learned about working with the band um, that, that may be, Sometimes we we get hard feelings or whatever. Yeah, um, you have to. One of the things I think that I've really done well is um, build relationships with them outside of just doing what we do. So you build that friendship. They see that camaraderie. They see that they understand that I'm not trying to uh, sabotage what they're doing. I also kind of certain people if. Luckily, we don't have a whole lot of egos here. Uh, we're blessed here. I've been at other places where, you know, there's some there's some people that you know they want it their way, and it's the it's the way it is. And so you're having to figure out how to tread with that, communicate mm-hmm. the best way. And so yeah, I'm I'm constantly thinking of ways to communicate, um, but also just build that trust. 
and uh, let them know. I, I, I think one thing that helped me was the fact that I was an artist. I was a musician. I, under, I knew the frustrations of being on the band originally. Mm-hmm. So whenever I deal with the, when I'm dealing with them, I'm looking at it from that perspective. Okay. Why is it that they're not happy with the mix in their ear? You know, sometimes it's really dumb reasons. It's cause they're just, they haven't, they, they haven't got their mix right. You yeah. Know? But instead of coming at them, like, come on, you dummies, you know, like, like look, uh, coming down at them, actually going down and try and help them, educate them. Uh, that's one thing we do. We go, we have our, um, in-ear systems that we will uh, try uh, at least you know two or two or three times uh, or four times a year as much as we can, re-educating everybody on how to mix. And you know some people don't listen and they do it their way, but eventually you know most of the people have, have figured it out. Yeah, so, yeah, that, well, that's awesome. Yeah, um, and I, again, I was just kind of sitting here thinking, you know, that you have that ability to say I, I was. I was there. So yeah. it kind of builds that trust because it was out of your kind of frustration while you were on stage. Well, is what on led stage. you to the console. Like, on the console. And so, yeah, we have guys, uh, volunteers that, that are not, uh, th- from that world. Yeah. And how do you help them? What I do is I really, uh, from the beginning, I let them know that, you know, when we're running sound, it's not about us, you know, it's not about what we want. It's about, you know, what the church, what the, Pastor Don, yeah, yeah. ultimately, and what that vision has been cast down, and that's our responsibility. And if there's something that isn't um, is going against what you you know you like personally, you need to set that aside and look at the big goal of of what we're trying to do here. And I think all our volunteers, I've not had any, you know, uh, it's been really great. You that's know? good. So, well, you know, let's let's talk about Lawton first and um, kind of. You've talked a little bit about your role here. Uh, let's talk about like what a week looks like. Uh, we've uh, created a shift. I know we featured Lawton First as creative team because I think you guys, uh, by all appearances, have always had a great team approach and collaborative approach. So um, can you tell us a little bit about how your creative team works together here? Yeah, um, we have um, we have an amazing team. Um, on Monday mornings, we meet every Monday morning in the morning and we watch the services and uh we sit there and uh we we try and really we're not being uh, as critical as we are we are critical but we're also looking at the services trying to figure out what we can do better um and then also we celebrate what we are doing good um and uh it's been it's really great to have that um, I didn't have that at my last church where we were doing that. So is that's that, a Monday. Is that is that your whole staff or no? Just, just the creative, creative team. team. Okay. Just the creative team. Um, and then uh, our creative team meetings are on Wednesdays, um, and we uh, we Pastor Don has given us a lot of freedom. Um, not a churches don't have the freedom that I, uh, that we have. We 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 come up with things, and he's he's. It's 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 awesome. So we have Cindy who uh, does all of our media, like videos and media, that kind of thing. And then we have Sarah who uh, does all our graphics and she does all our online presence. That's that's her her deal. And then we have um, uh, Pastor Greg, our our creative arts director and also the music pastor. And then we have um, his wife Denise, who is also an amazing creative person. So um, and then we have Judy, uh, who's 
kind of our administrative. She kind of she kind of keeps everybody, all the creative line people, kind of in line. You know, she 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 takes the notes, and she's she's pretty awesome too. So um, we we meet and we. Uh, you know, sometimes it can be like I said, it could be we could be going off on a tangent, watching videos of different things, and then all of a sudden we come up with an idea, and it and it, and, it, and uh, it can be it, it's it's really amazing. So, like for instance, uh, we did um, this summer. We, we've been we've been working on creating our atrium buzz, uh, putting more of a buzz in the atrium, and uh, pastor's sermon theme was up and uh talking about heaven so we used uh, the disney up theme and mm-hmm. we had this jag- i mean if you came in the atrium it was this big set, the sign of up with these balloons up in the air and we had uh, lollipops and we just did we tried to really really make that when they come in that you know that that atmosphere yeah. they're feeling it and they know what they're excited about the sermon and what's going on so and we try and do that uh quarterly and uh it's it's been fun so that's cool. And so you, you have your meeting on Wednesdays and then it's just kind of battle stations. Yeah. Everybody goes and everybody's going. Does there, how far out do you guys try to work? Like, um, we're, we're working. Uh, so right now we're talking about Easter. Um, we'll start talking about Christmas in July. Hmm. Um, and, uh, what we also have, uh, other big events here because we're a military town. Fourth of July is a really, really big one. So we've been, uh, the last few years we've been doing, really awesome patriotic deals and um that's turned out really amazing and so we'll start working on that too right now um and so yeah uh yeah cool (laughs) (laughs) um so you know uh you mentioned a lot at the beginning and i said i want to kind of circle around to it so you you came from kansas city Mm -hmm. and i'm sure you probably came kind of expecting you know whatever the stereotypical like average size town um but what have you found out about lawton that lawton is a trip know? man you know um i whenever i first saw the job i first off no offense to oklahoma but i never actually wanted to live in oklahoma yeah. i just like uh, i'd been to tulsa uh, I, we had friends in tulsa and I, I didn't it wasn't that i hated it it was just like i just just never imagined myself living in oklahoma and uh when this lawton thing came we came down here and it was just like a whole different world. Um, and we fell in love with it. Um, there's uh, all the military people. I think that at Fort Seal being here, you just get such a different um, – our church is very multicultural. Mm-hmm. This is a country town, but it is you, – you're not going to find one race in, in our church. Um, it's very uh, diverse. And they come from all different sides of the United States, even some from other countries because they're here for the military. Yeah. The sad part is they're only here for two or three years and then you then you have to you have to go, which has been a big challenge for me for volunteers, which we yeah. can talk about later. But um, you know, Lawton itself, it's it's um there's there's a lot of challenges here. Um there's there's a lot of poverty and uh you can go one block and it will be real nice and the next block it's it can be really rough. So, um, you see that, um, but there's a lot of hope too. There's a lot of people here that really want, uh, really want, uh, God to move and they, and they're, they're, they're excited. And pastor Don, he's, he's, he's been here forever. It's really awesome to have a pastor that has grown up here and knows the culture of mm-hmm. Lawton. Cause I don't think you really could survive, uh, 
not knowing the culture a lot. Yeah. It's just so different than any other place I've been, you know? So, yeah. Well, cool. Well, I, I just kind of wanted to hear your perspective on it. Cause uh, as a visitor, like I think it's such a unique, yeah. unique place. Um, and we have the wildlife refuge, which is the most, yeah, that, awesome. that, that part is what, if, if I'm ever struggling with, you know, like, cause there's big crime right here. So, you know, if I'm thinking about, you know, oh, I don't want my kids walking around cause I might get shot or something, it, which is not really like that. <laughs> but, um, you know, go to the wildlife refuge. Me and my daughter, yes, uh, Monday, we went on a hike and there's such beautiful places that nobody knows about that yeah. are just, you know, you know, if you're ever in Lawton, you got to go there. So that's true. That's, uh, maybe the chamber of commerce will, will, uh, give us a little bit of publicity, you know, for, <laughs> for promo in Lawton. Um, yeah. uh, you, you mentioned volunteers and we come, we'd circle back around to it. What, how do you guys approach, uh, how do you approach finding volunteers? Let's talk specifically for audio, yeah. because I know that's always a challenge. You know, a lot of times, a lot of ch our churches, the the audio tech is a volunteer. Yeah. And if they're gone, like yeah. the pastors back there, or yeah. youth pastor or whatever. And right now it's a real challenge for us. Um, and, it, and it has to do with the military. Um, like I had um, last year, I had four audio volunteers and now I've only got one because those three are already uh, gone yeah. somewhere else, Korea or wherever. Wow. And um, so um, the big challenge is, is finding those volunteers um, because the with audio, the amount of time that you have to spend. So you have to find someone that likes music, uh, is interested in tech, um, and then is willing to commit to the, because it's not, it's not, it's not like I'm not putting down any of the other ministries, but it's not like a greeter where you can just come in and do your thing and mm -hmm. go. You have to be here uh, for Tuesday night rehearsal. And then you have to be here early, you know, seven o'clock or sometimes even earlier in the morning, ready to go as an audio volunteer. So that and then the amount of training, because the training it takes, you know, it takes it gives me I give them a day, uh, a day of full training. And then we have where they shadow me. Um, probably over a month. And as I see them picking it up, then we kind of let them have the, the reins and, um, and then do they have the talent to do it? Yeah. You know, because there's a certain level we don't expect what we, what we have communicated and is that we're not looking for an a plus uh, mix. We're looking for probably a B plus mix and okay. we're, we're okay with that because if we're going to be a volunteer based place, we're not going to be, uh, it's just going to be too hard for us to try and put off a production that's at that level, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but I've been finding, we've been with the guy, like one of the guys I've got right now who had no, uh, he had done a little DJing when he was a kid and really hadn't done anything. He mixes, I mean, uh, there'll be weeks that I, I'll be away and it, you can't tell who's mixing, you mm -hmm. know, because he just, uh, he's gotten really good and um so that's a, that's a really great deal yeah that's awesome and so like during the shadow time when they're when they're shadowing you uh during rehearsals and stuff is it just like open conversation ask questions when you have them yes ask yeah yeah asking all kinds of questions the other thing too in training um we do virtual i, I do virtual sound checks and so uh what that is is um it's we i record the band and i let them mix the mm -hmm. band you know and i i tell them they can do that anytime they want if they want to come in you know during the week and do that um they do that so they get they get to do that and then as we're going through the process yeah it's it's constant you can ask me any questions uh, no question is a dumb question um 
we, you know, what I really want them to understand is the, the, how it's all set up. If they don't know how it's all set up, yeah. then, it, then pushing faders, I don't just want them to be a, a, a fader pusher. I've seen other churches that do that and I get it. Um, but I just, I would rather them know the, I want them to understand uh, signal flow. I want them to understand how I might, where, where a mic placement is, mm. all that stuff. So we're covering all. It's basically like a crash course in uh, audio engineering. Yeah. So, do you, um, I mean, you've been doing it long enough. I'm sure you can do that course just kind of off the top of your head, but do you guys have any formal, like, like training manuals or do you do you know, like anything? I, I definitely formal? need to, I definitely need to do that. I think that's something that I definitely, I have not. Okay. Uh, I do have like a, you know, like a, a, a word document that kind of has my outlines. Yeah. And then we have, um, you know, we, we talk about one, one of the things I like in my training, we talk about, uh, soundscape and we'll, uh, I'll show, uh, actually, uh, Greg Irway, he's, you know, he's also a painter. Mm-hmm. So I show a painting of his and it, it's a, he, he doesn't do too many landscapes, but he had a landscape painting and it shows where all these different things are placed. And then I'll take that and I'll, uh, I'll make it all come up front. And you just see it's all jumbled. Yeah. And so what I want them to do is I want them to visualize uh, what they're hearing and where things sit in the mix and thinking about that and how, because a lot of, uh, like I had a guy at my old church uh, that was there before me he, and he was one of them old guys that was, was the meat, was the guy that, you know, do you don't tell me what to do. I've been doing this for yeah. 50 years, but he, his thing was if I, uh, he was like, if I can't hear it, then it's not right. And so he would, you know, he would have everything pretty much right in your face. You'd yeah. hear the acoustic, you'd hear all this stuff. And it sounded horrible. And, uh, you know, that's the good thing here. We've been training them. So we'll go through that process of, you know, where do things sit in the mix? Sometimes you might not hear that acoustic cutting through for this part because it's not meant to be. Yeah. And we'll listen to music. Uh, we'll listen to different uh, different genres. We, we try and listen to some of the stuff that we're doing now, but I also let them listen to, you know, anything from Coldplay to, I don't even know, just all, all the Michael Jackson. Just where does where does that sit in the mix? Yeah. And, and draw it out. You know, draw, where's the drums at here? Okay. What style are we doing? And this is the kind of style that we're looking for. And we try and uh, push that miss- mission for right now until the style changes and then we're doing another style. Yeah. So that's awesome. I, I, I love that idea of like a landscape. And, you know, if you can take all these trees and this little cow and push it to the front. Yeah. Because um, I, I, I totally understand what you mean. You know, a lot of mixes everything is just right there. Yeah. Um, but so I, I love that imagery. That's, yeah. you should yeah. market that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and earlier you said, you know, you know, you're more like you said, the way you said it was, uh, your ears are, you're more visual with what, with your ears, which mm-hmm. a lot of people said that, well, you're not visual with your ears, but mm-hmm. like, I think when you explain it like that, yeah, yeah. you are. Like, yeah. You, you take what you hear and then you visualize yeah. what's happening. Yeah. And you, you talk to a lot of producers, they talk about what color that music is. I mean, they're mm-hmm. people like they're weirdos, you know, and they're like, Oh, I, I feel that color. Well, that's, that's what they're saying. Yeah. You know, it's like, there's a, there's a certain thing that certain mixes, uh, bring. And, um, so yeah, that's, yeah, that's how I'm visual with my ears. Yeah. So, yeah. Like I, you know, I, I, I love mixing when I have the opportunity. I wouldn't say that it's, you know, it, that's exactly what I am. But, um, the one thing I learned a long time ago that saved my life <laughs> with mixing is uh, 
being able to to understand addition by subtraction where mm-hmm. just because you you know you want everything to be at unity or what it doesn't mean everything is at the same level yeah you exactly know? and how you know like you mentioned bringing down an acoustic to a point that it only cuts through when it's supposed to yeah as opposed to just being there hearing the exactly hearing the crunchiness all well the time, and that's you know? that's also um that's the problem with a lot of the people uh like what i've been trying to teach the 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 band with their in-ears mixes mm-hmm. a lot of times they don't realize they're they're boosting everything and so it's the same thing you're getting a lot of distortion going on and you're because you're not and then they're they're confused why they can't hear what they're wanting to hear it's because you're not bringing it down if you bring it down it's the same you know it's the it's the same thing with mixing you're gonna find the things that you need to hear and think think differently yeah. outside of what you've always thought because and it's 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 it it's a hard way to do it. It's a hard way to think if you've never thought that way yeah. before, you know? Well, and I think we, we lose track sometimes in, if we're not intentional, especially in the church world, you know, as a sound person, you don't think about the dynamics of mm-hmm. sound. You yeah. know, you, you just think, well, this is the way the song goes, but you don't actually analyze the, but this is why it works or doesn't work. Yeah. Dynamically speaking in a, in an open room and, yeah. and all that. So I think the more we can, kind of dive into that and look at that and train. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, the better we are. I, I, you mentioned virtual sound check and hasn't that become a game changer for Y'all, man, churches and volunteers? It's amazing, man. <laughs> it's, it is, is amazing. And you, there's so many things you can do with that. And, um, I, I love it. I, I'm thankful for that. Cause yeah, if you didn't have that, um, it's, di- then you'd have to have a band there, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And, and it's, I mean, I, 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 assume we still have uh, quite a few listeners who, who don't have that ability. So we're not sitting yeah. here saying there's no way no. Yeah. without it, but as the technology, you know, yeah. makes its way. Uh, well, and if you don't, if you don't have that, have, a, there is a way that, you know, you could, uh, if, if you're, you know, a volunteer uh, person, you could work with your music pastor and say, Hey, I'd like to take a Saturday. And I know this would be hard, but have a few of our band members and maybe a couple of our singers. We just spend a Saturday and we do this and we go, mm-hmm. we go through it now. Uh, that's going to be hard. You know, it's taxing. It may, it may not be a whole day, but, you know, enough where they can, you know, if you have it planned out well, you could have the drummer just sitting there hitting the kick, you know, and yeah. let's hear that kick and how it's going to sound and how, how the EQ and the compression and all that different things and talk about those things and, and the snare and, and go through that. Maybe it's a drum day, you know, yeah. a yeah. drummer day. Maybe I, I, <laughs> you know, I, I, uh, you just don't know. You have to think about it and just and be creative with what you can do. But you want to inspire those those guys that and make them excited about it you yeah. know, and want to be there. Um, and that's, that's, that's what I try to do. And I, I think we've found some success with some of the volunteers and hopefully we can build more. So well, that's awesome. Um, uh, just, just one, uh, kind of last quick question. You mentioned, uh, MXU, you mentioned YouTube. Are there any other like good training tools that, that you know of that, that you could throw out? Um, trying to think what the name of, there was another, uh, churchmix.com. It costs churchmix.com i believe that's what it's called okay and uh this dude is from california um he's done he's done a lot of he's done a lot of stuff with a lot of the churches out there i can't remember his name off the off the top but um a couple our our audio guys had uh connected me to him and he has a whole thing of videos that just have really great training and you can take the you can you can watch the videos and then take the 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 little uh, uh 
like a little test a little test or, yeah, yeah to make sure that you you uh, got it he talks about um he talks about audio. He also talks about vision, like in your church, uh, as a as a as a tech team working with what the pastor wants, and and it's really great. Uh, it, it 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 got me inspired a lot with you know trying to make sure that we understand the hierarchy of what things are, and that the vision is plain from the top. That's one thing that um, uh, you can find as a sound person that you can really um, you can be get yourself in a triangle really easy. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've been in places where um, the pastor wants it a certain way and the music pastor wants it a certain way. And then you're in the middle. And so, uh, you know, one guy wants it real loud. And then the other guy is looking at his DB reader and then coming back to you after the other guy said, hey, that's how I want it and saying, hey, turn it down. Yeah. Um, that's a horrible place to be in. And that's a really... Um, that's really uh, not healthy. And so uh, luckily here, man, you know, we have we have a healthy, we have a very healthy environment. If someone complains about sound levels and stuff like that, we take it seriously and mm-hmm. we, we uh, look into it. But it's from the top down. It's not a it's not a me doing this. And then this guy telling me to don't listen to what pastor said. You do this, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. It just gets ugly and, and it, it doesn't help. It doesn't help in the long run. Your mix never will be good. You'll never be happy. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I think that's so important to understand. And unfortunately a lot of us can relate yeah. you know, to those experiences. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, Hey, as we wrap up here, Mike, uh, I just wanted to ask if you had any words of encouragement that you'd like to share with fellow creatives and maybe uh, since we've talked a lot about audio, maybe, the, the people who are pushing the buttons on yeah. Sunday morning. Just um, know that you are the one that is, um, you're the one that's steering the ship every Sunday. And um, now that's a lot of, that's a lot of pressure sometimes because, you know, um, the only time, the only time you get any recognition is whenever you're making the mistakes. Um, there's not a whole lot of time that people are going to go, oh, sound was great. You know, you're not going to hear that a lot, um, but that's not, why we're here we're here to we're here to do the best that we can to help make that experience every sunday be an experience that um brings people to jesus that's the ultimate goal of the church is to uh, bring bring the lost uh, to salvation and also edify the people that are in there and so you know um, be encouraged when you look around and you're mixing and you see people raising their hand you know okay they're worshiping right now they're doing I'm doing something right, you know, and, um, you know, work with your team. Uh, don't never think it's about yourself. Always know that, you know, you can get better. Um, I have been doing this forever and, um, I'm always wanting to, I've never arrived. I'm always arriving and I'm looking for, uh, opportunities to, to always be better and have a servant heart, you know, just, just have a servant's heart. Know that, your part, not only the one thing the, that I was saying, you know, being a friends with the band, but also understanding that you are part of the band. You might not be playing an instrument, but you are the you are the main instrument that is melding all those together. So you're part of them. You're not separate. And uh, you know, just be encouraged in that. If you if you sometimes feel like, oh, you know, and and maybe you're a more techie person. You're not like me as a musical person. You're a techie person. That doesn't. That, you can also um, find ways to um, be um, be a vital part of the team and and uh, 
the musicality, take time to listen to music. If you're a technical person, I mean, if you're a musical person like I am, look more into the tech side. Do whatever you can to be uh, the best at what you can be and do it for the Lord, you know, ultimately. So, yeah. We want to thank Mike again for joining us on the Create Initiative podcast. And uh, Mike is such a great dude, and uh, he was really honest during that conversation. So we uh, love having him and be a part. Well, Kyler, um, I asked you off air if you knew any jokes, and you just said your joke is that you don't have a filter. Yeah, that's the biggest joke. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hate to ask you what you thought of the first 99 episodes of this (laughs) podcast. Yeah, let's not talk about it. Okay, we'll 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 move on. Uh, Kyler, one one thing before we do uh, shut her down is we've had a workshop and we've had a gathering in 2020. Yes. Well, uh, you know the cycle never ends. Our next gathering, which is a free event, will be March the 30th in Oklahoma City and free. March 31st in Tulsa. And this is a totally free event. Free, free. Just keep saying that. Just Let keep it saying in. it. They'll eventually get it. Yeah, they will eventually get it. Um, we're doing something a little different for this uh, gathering. We know it's close to Easter. We know you've got a couple weeks before uh, the big the big Sunday, Whew. and uh, we know you probably may have heard those dates and thought, "Well, I'm not going to attend that one because I've just got way too much going on." Well, let me just make a plea for you to consider attending. We are going to make every effort for that night to be different in a lot of ways, but mainly in the way of we want to take some time to try to pour into you spiritually. You know, a lot of times these gatherings, it's all about who you can meet and it's all about learning some kind of technical skill or getting some kind of inspiration or idea. Well, we want to take the time to help your spiritual formation during that evening. And uh, it's going to be super chill. It's going to be super relaxed for you. And hopefully it'll be a time for you to just kind of unwind before the final two weeks of your Easter prep. And so we hope you'll consider coming. Like Kyler said, it is free. So March the 30th in Oklahoma City and March 31st in Tulsa. We will have locations very soon, but you can go ahead and register for free. Free at createinitiative.org slash gatherings. And uh, we we really hope you'll make every effort to attend. I will tell you kind of the theme of the night. The theme? Yeah, you don't even know this. No, I don't. This is all new information. Ouch. The theme is the practice of pace. The practice of pace. That's what we're going to talk about. So we want you to be a part. Like pace, like running or like paced? Like the pace Mm, of your life. mm, Yeah. The practice of pace. So uh, we'll have more details coming up, but we want you to be a part. So as we get out of here, Kyler, what's your joke? I don't have one. That's terrible. I, uh, you know, I'm... Uh, I have some, but I probably can't say them on air, quite honestly. And the even worse part is my grandfather told them to me. Uh-oh, so he's a pastor. He, don't say that on air. <laughs> well, well we love always, you, Papa. <laughs> we can always bleep it out. Well, I mean, it's just, he's like, did you ever hear the, the book um, called Under the Bleachers? And I would say no. And he'd say, well, it's by Seymour Butts. <laughs> and that's the joke. You're welcome. I know 99, you're laughing. 99, 99, 99, wow. 
hopefully we can make it to 100 and uh <laughs> hopefully we can get kyle to be on that 100th episode i yeah, mean yeah it's gonna be a struggle you know three in a row he's missed i mean i know you're you're angling to uh just kick him out the door i can't but, wait to have kids because i feel like that's the best excuse it's like hey you wanna you wanna come hang out no sorry i have kids hey you wanna do this thing sorry i have kids so you're really looking forward to oh, that oh yeah or I could just say I have kids. I guess yeah, I really I mean, don't have to have kids. Nobody would know. People don't have to know. Oh. Hey, hey, do you, do you want to record the next episode tomorrow? Yeah, sure. Wow, you totally oh, well, missed Oh, no, it. I have kids. Oh, I, I was... Well, it's something I wouldn't want to do. So, like, um... Oh, uh, well, let's see what phase of life <laughs> hey, am I in. Hey, hold on, hold on. Okay. Hey, are you ready to uh, quit doing this and go back to work? Ah, uh, sorry. I have kids. Oh, man. In the Man. office with me right now. Wow. They're just running around. They're just running around. Just running wild. Well, hey, uh, this is number 99. Number 100 is coming up in just a couple weeks. So Stay we hope tuned. that you will join us. If you haven't yet, push that subscribe button on your app of choice. Please do. And, uh, you know, Kyla was worried about the ratings, wanting to know uh, if people are listening yeah. since she's been on the show. So uh, leave us a, a, a rating and a review. Five stars preferably. You know, five stars preferably. We will read the five star reviews on the air. All others. If it's less than five, we probably won't. Nope. Um, but but go ahead and do that. Let Kyler know that you enjoy hearing her amazing oh jokes. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that sounds so thirsty. Please affirm me in the comments hey, <laughs> as hey. a co-host. To, to each their own. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, own. that's real. Well, for Kyle Lee, who is off in Egypt, for Kyler Clapp, who is taking care of all of her kids. Yep. I am Jason Evans. This is the Creative Ship Podcast, and we will see you, see you in, in a couple, couple weeks. weeks. <laughs>